0: Hi, in today's episode, we have Nathan and Lynn, dreamers, who have turned their dream into a reality and become extremely successful entrepreneurs with their very cute and warm breakfast brunch joint called Hole in the Wall in Bangalore. So yes, welcome on this episode today and tell me the waffling start of your journey.
1: So we started um, as a small little four-table place um, about 12 years ago and... um, it was started in uh, in the bottom floor of a building, which was a garage. And um, I think we uh, the reason why we started it was because we always, ever since we met um, through dating, through ma- when we got married, we um, we'd always fantasized about opening a place of our own. So wherever we would go, we would probably look at it from that angle and say. If we had our own place, you know, we wouldn't do this, or we would do this, or we would also do this.
0: And which year was this?
1: This was uh, 2000, we started uh, uh, dating in 2007. Um, So, and then we got married in 2009. Um, So, yeah, so that's what we would do. We would just keep talking about it. And then Lynn's a fantastic cook. She comes from a long line of fantastic cooks. The whole family is amazing. so we saw the potential in doing that, and then finally, I just think we got fed up of talking about it. We just, you know, I know I felt that way. I just I stop talking about, it. let's just do it." So then a space opened up um, and we grabbed it, and we said, you know let's at least try it." And if it clicks, it clicks, if it bombs, it bombs, you know. So uh, that's, that was how we started it off, and we uh, never imagined it would, uh, you know, be this hustling, bustling kind of place. It was just set out to be a, a small little neighborhood cafe where we'd know everybody by name and you'd have your regulars and people just say, you know, how they say in the movies, the usual, please, you know, and uh, that's how it all got started. And But I don't know, it turned out into something <laughs> completely different from what we imagined it to be.
0: So it must be really busy for you, Lynn. I mean, uh, because with now such a bustling cafe, I mean, uh, Nathan, I've noticed every time I pass by, there are like people waiting in a long queue. And I make that note that I need to go only on a weekday (laughs) because weekends are so, so busy. So how do you manage this entire thing about managing your home and then the cooking I believe that you look into every dish that
2: goes inside the kitchen am I right? Uh, So I do the back end uh, I mean initially but now I do only the back end cooking so I make everything upstairs and I have a kitchen upstairs so everything is made there and then the boys just put it together I think now our life is a little more systematic and not so erratic like how it used to be before we would be sitting up like two in the morning slicing mushrooms Making mango juice, cutting onions, tomatoes, and but I think now we've we've got a lot of good boys helping us out. So now I think our life is a lot more systematic than.
0: Was it than, tough on the two of you when you just began, or just was it just a ride? Because I would like to imagine that you know not too many couples can really strike that balance of doing this together. Would be really lovely for the listeners to know, you know, uh, how did you manage that? You both seem to be totally.
2: No, it. not. when we're working no, one stays in the kitchen and one is out. We just don't get along. when we're working. <laughs> Only some decisions we take together, but uh, but when it's when it's stress stressful situations, we just stay away. that from happens each in other. every
0: business, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. we yeah. talk
2: through the staff.
0: <laughs> oh you talk
2: through the staff. How cute is that, Lynn. <laughs>
0: So Nathan, how you've do got you got to find to know. what
1: works? you've gotta find what works, and that possibly works <laughs> so far so but yeah, i mean yeah, we 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 have our, our our responsibilities clearly cut out so
0: and tell us the responsibility
1: so I think a lot of the um, like, like Glenn says, a lot of the, the back end stuff, a lot of the uh, preparing of sauces, spice powders, conceptualizing all that happens, you know she does a lot of that. And um, I just mainly handle the bills,
2: the bills, the
1: staff, and <laughs> the, uh, yeah. and all the, the external l- forces that come at us, and with a, <laughs> you know, with a with a gusto. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I mean that that we both have more or less uh, rough demarcated lines and territories. So it works for us. Uh, ultimately, it's a it's a yin and yang, I suppose.
0: So when you began in uh, Bangalore, I don't think this whole cafe culture was so huge at that moment. You know, mm-hmm. now it's like, it's a hugely uh, big business things, and, yeah. you know, people are like selling things off after they've made it successful. Did you realize that you were entering into a space that would soon become much bigger than what no. uh, it is? And <laughs> Are you guys also
2: thinking of selling it off? I don't think we're thinking of selling it off at all. It's like our first kid, so no. Maybe maybe in another 10 years or so, maybe we probably think like that. But at the moment, we've not.
0: What about the other cafes? Do they pose uh, to be... I mean, of course, its competition is always healthy, but uh, you have an identity of your of your own in Bangalore which that can't be replaced by all the newer cafes. But uh, how do you deal with it uh, between the two of you? I mean, when, when you know that there's something new
2: close by and uh, has it ever affected It did you? initially. In, initially, we, we were really affected because we had competition saying that we stole their businesses. We've robbed them of their ideas. You know, so it, it did affect us in the beginning. But now I think we've been a little more confident in ourselves. And we know that it's not so easy for anybody to start because we've seen these people come. A couple of years later, they've gone again. So, you know, we've withstood all of that. So
0: how did you withstand that uh, we've put our head down the and did our work. pandemic? You know, I mean, a lot of businesses were very badly affected. You know, people left. They went back to their villages. So how did you both manage that?
1: I think um well, we've been blessed up to up to the pandemic, the start of the pandemic, so I mean, what we did promise ourselves was that um we've we've been in a good position up to that point, so we had to take the burden of whatever it brought along uh of course, and we obviously didn't want. The staff or anybody else to bear the brunt of that for no fault of their own. So that's where our responsibilities came in, where we had to stand with our staff. We had to take a hit on a lot of things, just like a lot of other businesses did. And uh, I think it's just, you know, fingers crossed and uh, a lot of prayer. And uh, we just hoped for the best, you know, that we would overcome it. It's just a little speed breaker along the way just like many speed breakers we've had to cross over over the years i mean
0: what is one of that speed breaker that you'd like so to like share so like you
1: mentioned like we've had the uh, you know unforeseen competition that has uh, posed a challenge uh, along the way what kind uh, of a challenge nathan so i mean it challenges your identity it challenges uh, your strength in the game um, your identity in the sense that you think you are defined by xyz And then a challenge poses itself, uh, turns its ugly head, so to speak. And, uh, you know, you have to improve your game, streamline what you already do, again, try and uh, rehash what you're doing and, uh, you know, make it stronger, you know. So uh, not just that, but you remember us as a small little place. Oh, yes, I do. You know, right in the beginning. And that's all we had ever imagined it to be, Uh, just a small little tiny place. And there's a large part of us, even today, that wants to go back to that space. Why? Simply because it 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 had it's it had a much better appeal than the mass thing that you're seeing today. I don't uh,
0: think it's mass. It's still very very warm. It has such a character of its own. You're it being does. very humble, Nathan.
1: So so, <laughs> so but I think I think you know it was um, well we, we 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 started the place with very little. In our, we were a newlywed couple. Uh, We with a lot of bravery. With a lot, yes, that's all we basically had. You know, in retrospect, yes, that's that's pretty much all we had.
2: Financially, we had nothing. Yeah,
1: so we 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 married. uh, uh, We had our own marriage on our own money. Um, We were basically very self-made. We didn't take anything from our parents. We didn't take anything, just except love and a lot of support. You know, emotionally and physically. Were your
0: parents Uh, supportive of the idea of the cafe when you guys just began?
1: So we are very uh, blessed that we have parents that support us no matter what. Um, And I think without that kind of support, we would not have reached this far, uh, to put it as plainly as possible. Um, It's mainly because of that physical and emotional support as well as that uh, intellectual uh, advice that we would seek, especially her mom. Um, guided us along you know when we were in doubt right from day one that could we pulled this off is it possible and then when this crowd started coming in when the demand started presenting itself you know we were lost uh, at one point simply because we didn't envisage all this we we didn't expect it so we thought you know six months one year you know it'll pick up slowly. we were so dead wrong yeah two months into the game And we had people waiting for two hours for a table. There were people sitting on the (laughs) pavements. There were people rolling off their beds, rolling into the cafe. Nobody brushed their teeth. Hair was all over the place. People were clearly hungover. I mean, it was great. That's why I want to go back to that that little small little place because it was so uninhibiting. No formality. No frills. Nothing. People would just walk in how they want. They would carry their plates back to the counter. There would be people put it in the sink you know if you couldn't get to the table people would just pass the plate over all the heads and you know it would make their own it. bills
2: at the end of it so just it was, whatever it and was just out.
1: super you know it was super and, and but i think the practicality of that in today's world is a little uh, ambitious but uh,
0: you know what a question that comes to my mind is that you know as entrepreneurs when you've started something very small become much bigger like you said than what you had envisaged okay how are your the social circle around you I mean are they um, do you have the time to have friendships and uh, a social life or is it just the cafe and the two of you because um You know, I've spoken to so many entrepreneurs and then when they start from scratch and they become big, I don't think a lot of, especially in the kind of business that you are in, many people don't expect it to become big. Then when it becomes big, you know your friends and you know your foes Mm -hmm. and you can count that on your fingers, the number of foes you have, you always exceed (laughs) than the friends, you know. How has that been for the two of you?
2: I think we've made a lot of good friends at the, the cafe. We've, we've been lucky. We've had some bad friends, some really terrible ones. But I think we've had more good friends than bad. And social life is zero. Yes, we don't have a social life. But we have uh, a huge family that, that Do we Do you get miss together. that, Lynn? Um, sometimes, maybe once in a while. But I'm not a very... I'd like a drink once in a while, but not like every Saturday night or something. I think for me, my work is... I'm a workaholic. I prefer work any day than... Uh, <laughs> yeah. you like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. yeah.
1: Initially, the first couple of years were a little difficult for us because yeah. everyone was having a Saturday and a Sunday off. And no,
2: there were no kids that time, and so yeah.
1: She was flying with the airlines. I was working in an IT company. And where did you and
0: meet her when she was flying with the airlines? I so met her... <laughs>
1: Mid air.
0: Mid air. Well, I knew no, their, no, We knew, knew each th- other yeah. in college.
1: Yeah, but she fell for me mid <laughs> air.
0: She fell for you, or you fell? Whichever way. So, do. so,
1: so I used to double up, but uh, from my day job, I used to also be a musician. So we used to travel a lot with the uh, with the band, and we were performing in Bombay. And, and what was
0: your band called? It's mid-air?
1: called. It was called the Galij Gurus.
0: Of course we know about the Galeech Gurus. Wow. So so, so
1: we were traveling back from a show at, uh, I think, Hard Rock Rock Cafe or something. And then she was in charge of the flight that was coming back to Bangalore. And that's when I've seen her for a long time. We we know each other for college days. I know her family. uh, And her mom used to bake a lot of cakes. So we used to, any excuse to go and pick up the cakes. Because she comes from a, a, a family of five girls. And so i comes sure, from a family of five, six boys. Six boys, so you can clearly see why my family would want to go and meet their family. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so we, I'm, we, we, we said hi, bye, and she gave me this little gift. On the what was the gift? Uh, <laughs> no,
2: I don't think you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it was
1: just a gift that said "call me back" or you know. No,
2: I didn't say "call me back." No. <laughs> I'm
1: glad.
0: Whoever calls. Uh, no, it was just
2: something that we do when we met someone on board that we knew. You'd give them something to take home. It was just that. He took it the wrong way. It's, it's not my fault.
1: Clearly, absolutely the <laughs> right clearly way. I didn't. <laughs> So anyway, so really. In
0: this initial years, did you find it difficult? Because I mean, uh, between the two of you, who socializes more? Is it Nathan or you? Like you said, you don't like to go out too much. Because I would imagine as a young couple, when everybody is doing the done thing and you're not, hmm. it can be it can be a difficult. sore point between couples, right? Yeah.
2: No, I think we're both very focused and we knew we had to build our lives. And if we partied and we'd continue being partying, I mean, we'd, we'd never stop. It doesn't stop. So you have to know where to draw the line. And we did have our fun. I don't think, I, I think I, I had a good time and we did have our Saturday nights, whatever. But I think I we had to be focused. And if you have you want a career you have to work at it and i've seen my parents do that and i think you have to draw the line somewhere
0: the cooking thing came in from your mom yeah i guess
2: so yeah, yeah. her
1: yeah. grandmom my her mom, mom, mom. My
2: so
0: tell me a little parents. about uh, the kind of food that you ate and you know at home and which remained like an influence and that's when because food you see um is 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 an emotion you know i'm a bengali and on, on a day when I'm really down and out, I would like to eat a Bengali meal. I don't think any other food yeah, will yeah, really... Yeah. It's called the soul food, right?
2: Yeah. And uh, so, which part of India are you from? We're basically Mangaloreans. Okay. But born and brought up in Bombay. And then my parents moved to Bangalore. We were born here in Bangalore, all of us. But Mangalore food is obviously what we would... Yeah. But um, we grew up, my mom would make everything. We'd be eating lasagnas, cannelloni. She would make uh, tortellinis and, you know, food like you wouldn't get in restaurants. I mean, Bangalore had never seen anything like that. So she, we grew up eating. One day we'd have spring rolls for dinner or she'd, she'd just get up and she and we were five girls. So she had to cook for like seven people in the house all the time. So every night, uh, every day, dinner was always uh, a big meal. And so, you know, I think that's food is all is a part of all of us, all the five of us sisters. I think we're all good cooks. We all enjoy except the second one. But we're all <laughs>
0: <laughs> we didn't hear that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't think she got the genes, but we all of us enjoy cooking. And now my youngest sister is also in the business with us, so she. Oh, so
0: she's joined you in the work, and, she's and how does that work? I mean, uh, she runs
2: one of the kitchens, our takeaway kitchens. Your
0: takeaway kitchen. Yeah,
2: so she does that. So, and Nathan's twin brother as well. So.
0: And who cooks at home?
2: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I like the authority with which she said, "Obviously." I can't even
1: imagine trying to do that. <laughs> No, that's what schedule, I relax. Yeah.
2: That's what I really enjoy. Yes, cooking is—it's a—it's a stress buster. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. agree with you
0: absolutely so is the kitchen is also as big and you know is always like today's spring roll and
2: tomorrow kind yeah of the yeah yeah
0: and yeah lunch alcohol. is
2: always a rice and a curry okay but dinners are all a fun yeah okay okay so tell me
0: um a little more about how you want to are you planning to scale it up or just stay on in Kormangla are you looking at other parts of uh, Bangalore or like you said you wanted to go back and I'm sure you'll never be able to go back it's it's a very utopian well day.
1: you know what we flirt with this fantasy, um, uh, this retire. I call it a retirement fantasy, where, you know, we would set up a small little three-table, four-table place somewhere on a highway that overlooks a beach and, uh, you know, uh, it would just be the, the regular mom and pop kind of joint where just both of us doing all the cleaning and the cooking and whatnot and there's just no stuff to deal with. It's just, you know, you do everything on your own time. You have one person sitting uh, or not. It, it doesn't really matter if people walk in or not. So, I think we, we've always wanted to do that at some point. Uh, practically, I don't know whether it's ever going to be possible. Um, I'm sure it will. Well, let's yeah. see. Let's see. So, um, the, the the restaurant till date has grown organically uh, in the sense that we've never advertised the place. It's only, you would, have only, you would only hear people saying, I've, it's
0: word of mouth, I've yes. heard of
1: it. Yes, you would never say, I read this big advertisement, Where's the, where's the, where's the show, you know. Uh, never. So we've used people as a soundboard to bring them back into the place. It's only come recommended or not. And there's nothing stronger than word of mouth. Uh, this is what we've learned. Uh, over Because this the show. whole
0: menu is very large now. I know. You know? And there's who's so the person to add responsible to it. for this entire...
1: I think we're both fanatical that way in the sense that, we, you know, we keep thinking of stuff new stuff that uh, uh, that comes she's always on pinterest she's always looking for stuff and you know there'll be just be little twists <laughs> that we you know we happen to travel somewhere and you know we get these little ideas and then yeah, we want to do a little twist of
2: customers have also added a lot of uh, hint yeah. given you know they they customize something and then we look at it and we're like Shit, why didn't we think like that and then we would put that into the menu so a lot of dishes have also come from our customers as well the old ones and things yeah. like that so
1: yeah.
2: So
0: on a special day, what do you guys do? Do you guys still eat at home? Do you go out <laughs>
2: and eat, order out? No, we go out.
0: <laughs> so you know what? I think our listeners would really like to know from you because um, I think so many of us dream of having a cafe we really don't know what the dirty story is behind mm-hmm. it all you know because we we see this as something very romantic we see this as something very very um it's it's so lovely to meet so many strangers to talk and you know to have great food being dished out you know tell me the tell me what it takes to be a hole in the wall
1: i think a lot of thick skin
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> very few hours of sleep and i think a temperament uh, To uh, or an appetite, I think, more to to, to approach your day like it's your first. You know, I think that's the only thing that keeps us going, where we behave sometimes unconsciously that the place is new and, you know, this is not in place and that's not in place and this doesn't look right and that doesn't look right, that hasn't been cleaned, etc., you know. Whereas someone that I feel... Reminds himself that the place is run for over 12 years now, you know, would sort of get complacent to a large extent They say they know what they're doing, you know, let it be, you know, all that. So I think that's that kind of attitude has helped us constantly keep attacking our own business with something new, with changes, with, you know, streamlining stuff, changing processes, changing uh, sometimes um, Unproductive staff or problematic staff or people that, you know, like shortcuts or uh, just trying to wing their way through stuff, you know, that will eventually get caught and bring down the reputation. Um, We're very hands on people. So I think uh, for you to be able to passionately run your business, if you ever were to start a cafe, would be to immerse yourself in it 100%, which means in the cafe language, uh, uh, get your hands in and feet dirty doing it. So if you have to clean tables, you have to wash dishes, you have to cook the food yourself, uh, you have to take complaints, you have to take uh, the, the complaints on the chin sometimes, even though they can be very ugly sometimes, uh, you have to do it. I don't, I personally, and I know both of us don't believe in sitting on a stool and watching everything function, just monitoring people. You will find us on the weekends cleaning tables. You will find us taking the orders. You will find us serving food. You will find her in the kitchen. I'll be in the outside. You know, and uh, that's how we keep it running. I I just don't think we can ever, I think we're so obsessed with that kind of attitude that, uh, I don't think you'll ever find us sitting at home counting our bank balance. I don't think you'll ever see us doing that. We're those that kind of people. So, if someone wants to start a cafe, my advice would be immerse yourself fully into it.
0: What would Lynn say about Nathan? The kind of partner one needs to have. What is it that they should
2: look for? I think he. he I think uh, I would have given up. Uh... Two years. Um, I mean, two years after running the cafe because it was so stressful. But I think it's Nathan's uh, willpower never to give up. He just pushed and pushed and pushed. And I think it's his patience level, dealing with uh, government officials. It just takes a lot of strength to talk to these people. Because you're running a business, you're just earning a living. But, you're so, you know, the amount of... Um, I don't know what it is, but to talk to these people and to deal with these people, the, the, the landlords, it, it takes a lot of guts to deal with staff. It's another issue Cooking Enjoying Serving Getting good feedback That's all That's all the good part of it
0: People management I think is one of the most people crucial is. things Of any entrepreneur And that's what I really believe If you know How to manage people Yeah You've uh, You've you you won, yeah. yeah. won it the yeah. battle Yeah And it's going to be An extremely yeah. successful venture so, You yeah. know So I think Gone are the days When you think That you can really shout Or call You know Talk down people yeah. Because everybody And their sense of entitlement Is very large You mm. know and uh, so yeah hats off and hole in the wall it is and uh, as we end this episode i would say that lastly if you haven't eaten breakfast in hole in the wall you've not eaten your breakfast yet the moist pancake is my favorite and the orgasmic perarocha waffle after the hearty <laughs> omelette i'm salivating and a big thank you for being in today's episode thank, thank you so much thank Lynch. you